Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses that should brighten your day a little actually a lot so sign up now at chumbacasino.com that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus out there and here who knows but either way we are opening up the bloom files here on post show recaps and x files first watch slash rewatch podcast hello everybody mike bloom here getting into the third to last week of the first run of the x files i would say i'm feeling nostalgic angela except we just got a whole crap ton of weird new stuff dumped at us at weird and old <laughs> yeah and quite literally the 11th hour uh it was episodes 10 and 11 i believe or maybe it's 9 and 10 all right so that joke doesn't make any sense but still odd stuff happening in the middle of the x-files season 9 yeah <laughs> i found these two episodes to be like kind of a revision for me of why i whenever i do a rewatch of the x-files i skip this season entirely and then just watch the finale <laughs> so there's that but uh, yeah, no, I mean, it's it just sucks because I do feel like these are these could have been good episodes if they didn't have like such commonality to other things we've already seen the X-Files do. It was kind of like they've done this and they've done it better. So yeah, it's interesting because we are bringing back the elements from, you know, the beginning of season biogenesis, yeah, yeah. season seven or eight, uh, infamously known as biogenesis infamously in some known, yes. correct corners of the internet, uh, where, you know, everything going on with the plates and, oh yes, the aliens are actually wrote the Bible or they're the ones who are referred to in that regard. So we bring that back and then throw in a little bit of your favorite personal pop culture trope, the prophecy yes. on top of that. And then also, you know, my personal favorite pop culture slash movie trope uh, when a baby's in trouble. Yeah. So really just combine it all. It's a fantastic gumbo for you to chow down on. Yeah. And then they also do this thing. And this is like a lot really right up front. And believe me, I didn't hate it. I love the X-Files. But um, in retrospect, now watching this, it's like Chris Carter had confirmed that David Duchovny would be back for the finale by this point. Oh, okay. So it was kind of wild that they would 
pretend that Mulder was dead. <laughs> you know, like they're going to. Maybe it's a dream coma thing, right? Where it's no, like but they Angel were going. David Duchovny. Yeah, but they were going for that whole is he dead thing. And like that really affects Scully. And then like it's a lot of. And also the the Scully of it all. I feel like maybe you probably feel this as well because you haven't watched a lot of the season is her being a mom and how it can be a little bit one note. Her like my baby mm, yeah I've, I've really gotten that sense of like <laughs> and look not to say I get that, it <laughs> you know, when a woman has a baby she's not going to obsess her life around this new little bundle of joy that she's responsible for at the same time it does kind of obfuscate some of the interesting things that we've kind of experienced from scully over the yeah, past it, eight years it takes away a lot of the like the nuances to her personality and she becomes a little one note with especially with all the the plot kind of surrounding around william but anyway um, that's neither here nor there. I feel like we should talk in, um, sequence about these episodes, perhaps. Yeah. So we'll start with Providence and we'll go to Providence. Rhode Island. Gotta love those homonyms. Do you? They love to do that on this show though. All right. So let's go back to season nine, episode nine, and we start on the border, but not the one you're thinking of. We're going north, baby. Yeah, it's the U.S.-Canada border, and there's just these two jamokes hanging out. <laughs> they kind of give that vibe, though. They're, like, joking with each other because I have a feeling that the Canadian border is not that much of a hot spot for activity. I mean, I think comparatively that is 100% correct. I would say, yeah, it's a bit of a cold spot, yeah. quite literally, yeah. in that regard. And they're also just, you know, so they're, they're kind of, you know, running through the motions. They tell their boss that, you know, they're... They're good to go. There's no motion or whatever. And then they see a motorcycle and, you know, they chase the motorcyclist down and, you know, he they kind of cause like a big accident. Is that a motorcycle or a dirt bike? Is there a difference? Um, I think, yes, there is a difference. Is it like the engine? Probably a smaller engine on a dirt bike, but this yeah. was a motorcycle. I it looks more like a dirt bike to me, maybe because it was dark outside. I mean, it wasn't like a Harley Davidson motorcycle. Yeah, that's was what like, I, was, I was thinking like this a was real... Like, this is like a Yamaha. I was waiting for this guy to blast a hog down the border. No, no. This was like a Yamaha situation. A motorcycle driving down the border. Pretty nice. I don't get it. It's an I think you should leave reference. Oh, yeah. Remember, remember. the motorcycle guy? Yeah, yeah, Pretty nice. And it turns out he's actually speaking of aliens. He's a motorcycle alien. Spoiler oh, yeah, alert for right. the series. Um, so, yeah. But the, but the big to-do, though, is that... You know, they they end up this guy just sort of wipes out on his bike and it turns out yeah. that he was carrying papers that had rubbings that have some familiar runes on them. If we go back to the biogenesis of it all, well, they're not runes. They're Navajo. Were they? Yeah. Or, or was yeah, it, yeah. That, it was the alien language that then like the Navajo got it based off of. I don't know, but it's Navajo on it. And it's it's like, um, you know, she Scully's the only one that knows what this is because of the x-files but either way yes the rubbings are on it he has that and then he also you know fyi gets up and walks away right and this guy is played by uh, neil mcdonough who uh is, is known in, like a couple of that guy roles uh mainly with superhero stuff he played dum-dum dugan in captain america the first avenger but probably more recently due to my own superhero watching i know him as damien dark the mm -hmm. big bad in season four of arrow yeah he's got a very like unique look so it's he stands out but yeah basically this guy we'll find out later is a former fbi agent that was undercover with a cult and actually started to believe what the cult was doing and i want to believe yeah and that's like his story but um, it's kind of boring. <laughs> yeah. So Turtleneck Scully, which Turtleneck is what I call Turtleneck Scully, yes. Look here. She gets called into basically the, Brad, freaking Brad, is running an investigation about, you know, this guy going missing. Because he was an FBI agent right. and he and kind of like, he was undercover and he fell off the map. Yes. Uh, and fell off his bike. And Scully <laughs> is a person of interest because she is someone who has experience with these markings, but mm -hmm. she denies any involvement with it. Yeah, and she like runs down to the X Files office, and yeah. she asks Doggett and and Reyes, and she's like, "Well, do you know anything about this?" And and I was just called in, you know, about this guy, and they're like, "What the f are you talking about?" And she pulls out an X file that like has the exact same rubbings. Uh, at in least it. there wasn't like a previously on about it. Oh, but wait, wasn't there a previously on? No, that's the next that's episode. That's the next episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to remember if there was a previously on that I showed don't like. Think so. I th I, maybe there was with the biogenesis of like I recall the image of the plate spinning that maybe they sort of piped that in there just yeah. to remind us because otherwise scully would have just put it right here right yeah so anyway she she kind of just like says like this is like what i found on a wrecked spacecraft three years ago like what the f is going on yeah so meanwhile 
you know, Doggett's really stepping in it with Brad, uh, mm-hmm. really knows that Brad does not like him. So, like, for example, he's one of the only people not invited to the crime scene. <laughs> Which is wild. But he's going to still crash, and Brad's, like, you know, stewing in his little trousers at this point. Uh, and Doggett's pretty suspicious of, hey, you know, uh, this guy supposedly died on his bike, but the body's not here. And yeah. Brad's like, eh, we'll find it. Eh, nothing's yeah. wrong right now. And this is, like, when we learn that the guy, or not when we learn, but we know that the guy has healed yeah, we miraculously he is very badly burned. Yes. To quote Will Ferrell's character from Austin Powers, yes. <laughs> and he like drags himself away and he grabs onto the plate, and then he's healed. So luckily, yeah. we don't have to deal with that makeup for the entire episode. <laughs> Truly, <laughs> other makeup, but not that one. Yeah. So, like you said, this is a uh, Doggett ends up stealing a file after he has a bit of a, like a heated consultation with Skinner. He ends up just kind of. I mean, Doggett's become more molder in the past season than I had assumed initially. They end yeah. up just, like, filching files here. Yeah, so he breaks into Skinner's office and gets the rubbings, and then he also gets the personnel file belonging to this FBI agent. Yep. Meanwhile, seems like uh, this guy, Comer, who is Neil McDonough, is on his way to actually uh, meet up with not... I, well, I guess he is, he wants to meet up with them, uh, in a manner of speaking, uh, in that he ends up hijacking a truck and taking mm-hmm. it to Georgetown, Terminator style. Yes, taking it to Georgetown, Terminator style. He does actually have very, like, Terminator, Terminator-like both motivations and showing as well, right? Between, like, the ability to heal himself, between yeah. this idea of trying to eliminate someone who's prophesized. Right, because so he's going to, I mean, well, don't have to bury the lead here. He's on his mission. <laughs> he's on his mission to murder Scully's baby. Yep. Uh, which is terrible. Um, and he's doing this because of a cult that we will find out more about, led by none other than Josefo. That, oh, man. the ex, <laughs> Just when I think the X-Files... I mean, listen, I will once again say... Jerwood Springs is the Mount Everest here. Like nothing can top the peak, right, in right, my right. opinion. But we've got some pretty good mountains Josefo. here. Josefo. No offense to the Josefos out there. But that is an incredibly stupid name. <laughs> it's not great. Um, but he's the one. So I, I don't know if this comes before or after the the Scully and the baby and everything. I, but I think like, this is actually right when. Are you talking about like when it turns out he's standing on the, the UFO? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it happens right now. Yeah. So he's in. They're in Canada. So this is where the FBI agent was coming from. They're in Alberta. Mm-hmm. And he. Damn you, Alberta. They're trying to excavate something, and you you see that it's it's an F. It's like the UFO. Right. This is the UFO. This is another very similar to the one in Africa. Very, yeah, we'll find out later. That the they're not like, the you know, same. Not that one, but there's another one, which wouldn't make sense. And it well, because she compares the rubbings later, but and it wouldn't make much sense for there to be one. Well, because doesn't that one disappear? Disappear too? Yeah, that one flew away. Yeah. <laughs> So I guess it makes sense instead of like it crashing also in Canada. Like yeah. work on your shocks, bro. You know, well, get, also like get check uh, out under, the, under the ground that much. I don't think so. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, basically Doggett at the, uh, now I'm just getting lost here in the midst of all of the, the excavations happening. We should also mention here that Scully, there's a little bit of like faith stuff yes. happening. We'll get into more literal <laughs> prayer in the second episode, but yeah. here Scully is sort of musing, right? Like, Oh no, the, this these rubbings came back because they were meant for me specifically. Yeah, which is like it's just not very scully of her to say that. But it's not untrue. It's just more coincidental, I would say, than yeah. anything. Yeah, and so this is so she's gonna leave her baby with her mom because mm-hmm. she has to go investigate some stuff, and the mom's just like, "Why don't you let this shit go?" Yeah, she's this like, "This isn't the she, first she's time like, she's gonna say this," but because basically, Doggett and Raya's like called Scully. It's like, "Okay, go do this," and Scully, Mrs. Scully says, "This this is the middle of the night." You have a child. You know, she's very yeah. much doing what Scully told Mulder several times. Of like, at a certain point, you have to stop doing this. Like, you but, just have to live your life. But but she, it really seems yeah. like the M.O. of typical season nine Scully, right, is like, I need answers. Which, yeah, again, she can't very let Mulder-esque. it go. And she can't let it go, especially where her kid is, is involved. And I don't disagree with her here. I mean, if I found out that our son had superpowers, I'd be pretty curious to find out oh, why. I'd be so pumped. You'd be pumped. but I, I And I would also be pumped, but I would be <laughs> also fairly curious to find out how and why i guess well i guess it would depend though like if he was like that one character from heroes who essentially was like a living atomic bomb that might be a little tough yeah. or if like we did raise a siler i'd have you know i'd have issues i'd but, have issues but i think the other thing to note is we have no connection to anything that would make us believe that he would have superpowers mm-hmm. whereas scully's whole life has led up to this moment where her she was abducted by aliens her partner was abducted. Yep. everyone's been abducted by aliens and experimented on so the fact that her son has superpowers 
stars is like eh, whatever at this point you know like yeah so <laughs> like ba- let it go <laughs> basically scully the the trio the holy trinity i suppose let's use more iconography meet up here and this is where we get the information that we just said right that essentially yeah. oh wait the rubbings don't match exactly so there is a second ship yeah uh, so- and, and so scully's gonna come essentially rushing home being like something's not right here let me go take care of what's happening and her spidey sense was correct as she walks in on comer attacking his mom her mom yeah so she attacks the mom and she locks him in herself himself in like the baby's room and she um has to like basically break down the door using mom strength because he's about to fucking smother the baby with yeah, a pillow which hard to rough, see really rough especially because the baby's screaming the entire time we also mentioned this baby's probably going to be so incredibly hard of hearing well, by the time he becomes of a certain age i know because- that you know from from experience with you know future seasons of the x-files he's not but, but like has some other issues. I, mean, I guess it's a good thing then that he has superpowers because yeah, otherwise with a normal human child, when they had all these gunshots going off gunshots, around him in these few and then episodes, he's literally in an explosion at some point in the next episode. So, all right, know. well, good on him that uh, his ENT is unfortunately out of business from that perspective. But like you said, Scully is able to break through the last second and shoot him not dead, but definitely down. Yeah, and this is tough because you know eventually. Um, Doggett is going to show up and Reyes, or I think it's just Doggett, but like she has decided to not call an ambulance yeah. and just kind of bandage this guy up kind of so that she can question him. Yeah. And so it's interesting because yeah, Doggett and Reyes are trying to take the more bureaucratic approach, right? Like let's call an ambulance. Like, and so it's like, no, let's like tie him down and interrogate him. I need information out of him. It's like, oh my God, dirty cop Scully just yeah, really flipped and, the switch there. And this guy basically tells Scully that William has to die. And that's all he says, which is like, what the fuck? <laughs> well, she does get something though, less verbal, more physical as she is, you know, they, they end up, she ends up complying to yeah. what Dog and Ray is doing. They end up taking him away. But and she searches his jacket. Yeah, yeah. His bloody jacket is left behind and she searches through it and she finds one of the plates. Yeah, so it seems like you have to be holding the artifact for it to actually heal you. It has to be touching you. It has to be skin skin to Yeah, because otherwise it was in his jacket. He should have been fine. Yeah. yeah, Oh, man, I shouldn't have worn my denim if I had worn something thinner. If I had worn a windbreaker, I could have been healed from these gunshots. Um, Moving to Calgary, Canada. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, it turns out that Comer has now, he's front page material now, understandably so, for trying to murder an FBI agent's child. And they're like, Well, that and he was like a missing FBI agent for a while. He was found shot. And mm -hmm. like, that's the headline. And so this overcoat woman is like, oh, well, now he's there. Yeah, like, oh, oh, he's compromised. That's her name, by the way, the overcoat woman. Oh, God. So they really had cigarette smoking man. (laughs) And they're like, yeah, this is a good way to describe shady characters. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then uh, we're going to meet Toothpick Man in a little bit. We are going to meet Charles Widmore himself. I had absolutely no clue he was. You didn't notice this for a while, too. I don't think you noticed it until the second episode that it was Charles Widmore. I I feel like the times that I saw him, either A, he was in shadow, or B, let me be completely candid. The X-Files has made me a bit face blind to like older white <laughs> yeah. men in suits. In suits, yeah, Because that's fair. there are roughly a dozen in well, every and he's, episode. And he's supposed to be like the new leader of the new syndicate or whatever, so. And also, he did not talk with a British accent. So no, that also he did not. Alan Dillon would be like, what's going on here, everybody? And you're like, oh, okay. Well, if you'd spoken, you know, in the way I recognize you, then maybe that would make more sense. Anyway, random woman overcoat woman runs to tell Josefo about the situation (laughs) while he's standing on top of the spaceship. He seems like a Renaissance era, like, painter but not one of the famous ones like oh this is josefo he does mosaics and he's pretty good what was the name of that kid our son goes to like a little little gym class for babies Mm -hmm. and there was a kid once and i think his name was michelangelo and yeah there was a kid named michelangelo yeah and she made us call him like she was like this is my son michelangelo and i was like we're in like toddler gym class it was very strange i was like did you birth him in the 1600s i was gonna say maybe the josefo is like another montessori school yeah name (laughs) So Skinner finally sort of like reveals everything going on with Comer. He admits, yeah. you know, I didn't want to say everything because I didn't want to essentially like put Scully on the case because I thought it would break you. 
Surprise, surprise, by withholding information from her, it only drew her to the case more so that and yeah. broke her in the process. He basically says, like, I, this guy's been undercover. Um, he was, you know, and this guy, Josefo, also, they tell him, is running a cult, and he was a former military uh, officer, and that he was given this assignment to investigate a series of death threats against Molda. Yeah, so they talk about this, and they're also... One of the reasons they didn't want Scully involved is that they think Mulder's already dead. Right, because they got some sort of communication. Do we ever find out who that came from or why it happened? No, they kind of no, they kind of leave that out there that it's just like this cult was making threats against Mulder, right. and then like they got some sort of intel because they're the FBI. So Scully and Reyes are gonna go home. It's a girls' night now. And they find a little shaky shake coming from her side Well, right, because she leaves. Uh, originally, she tells Reyes to take her mom and the baby. Right. Like, Reyes has become her, like, uh, BFF. I, her BFF and her, like, basically, <laughs> like, on-call babysitter. Yeah, and also, um, it's safe to say, given also the conception of the character, a bit of, like, a replacement sister yeah. as well. Like, she has a little bit of that Melissa Scully, at least she did initially. The energy, the same energy, yeah. yeah well, so- and I, I mean, she's very trustworthy. But anyway, she basically comes back and she's like, here's your baby. Well, and so there's a little shaky going on from the side table drawer. They're going to open it up and the dang old plate is going to fly straight towards William and like hover above him i couldn't tell is this like an attraction thing is this william stopping i don't it? think you're supposed to know um i'm not sure that it's clear yeah, i didn't know you know a, a little bit of like light spoilers for the witcher which angela and i are also covering on post show recaps is this like a like stella sight siri thing i think so because he's he's attracted to like it's attracted to him maybe mm-hmm. but um either way it's it's unclear whether or not he stops it um and like has it spinning over his head or if it was always gonna do that i don't know so but it's not normal (laughs) definitely i mean yeah far from normal would be a good way to describe it and it's only gonna get more heated and scully's like this is bad we have to get william out of here we need to go into hiding we need to like get him somewhere safe meanwhile doggett is outside and he happens to see that overcoat lady was spying on them and she catches him catching her and proceeds to mow him down with her car. Yeah, she literally runs him over. So Scully and Reyes drive away, and um, Doggett gets hit by a car in a, such Coming a bad home way. from my house Christmas Eve. <laughs> He's not grandma. But he um, <laughs> he gets hit by a car in such a way that he will be in a coma. I just love the derision <laughs> of, He's not grandma. He's not grandma. <laughs> so, um, yes, the plan was to take William to the lone gunman because we did a little bit of time travel. They're alive. At this yeah. Point. It, via the, the podcast has done a little bit of time travel. But yes, Scully trusts them more than she trusts anyone. They're the only ones that she says are still like, um, like neutral. Like they're not involved in this in any way. And she like trusts them. So yeah. Then they're, they're cute with the, they're baby. the last ones, but then they find, she finds out, you know, Oh, dog, it, you know, got hit by a car. They're like, Oh crap. Got to head back and see what happened. Well, yeah, because she, you know, she leaves them with the baby and her and Reyes are dr- were driving away and they find out Doggett was hit by a car and they immediately like are like, grandma. like grandma and they immediately <laughs> turn around and are like, shit, something's going down. And when they get there, they find that the, the lone gunmen have been like um, ambushed and the overcoat woman has taken the baby. Yeah, she essentially like. And she shows her windshield is shattered at this point because she did run over a whole ass man. Well, and then she she drives them and they get into an accident and Frohicky yeah, and Langley are in the front. Yeah, she shoots the van so it crashes into a pole and then she like basically forces what's his name uh, Byers. Byers at gunpoint to take the baby. Yeah, and then we get it to be continued. So nothing like a nice little light kidnapping to tide you over for a week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, well, you were not going to tide you all over for a week. Just a short commercial break as we come back, part two. We go from Providence to Providence. We'll be right back. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. 
Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is going to be super random, Angela, but do you remember that there was a TV show called Providence? No. <laughs> yeah, I thought I recalled it when I saw the episode title. It's because my my mom really loves like medical dramas be they soaps or primetime series oh is this the one with Meryl Streep's daughter in it um it's got Melina Kanakaridis Paula mm. Kale so no. Seth Peterson no it doesn't look like it no gummers are mm. in this okay uh, but yeah this was actually around the same time around this as the X-Files 1999 to 2002 oh then yeah of course it wouldn't have her in it she would have been a child <laughs> okay. yeah I never know maybe there's, there'd be another baby that gets kidnapped but yeah this was another like medical drama from NBC uh, that aired around this time. So maybe made things confused for both shows. When, uh, when I don't think around. so. <laughs> you never know. Maybe there's some crossover going on there. There are medical doctors, of course. Well, yes. Uh, Scully included, of course. So we open on what I've experienced as a rarity so far, a Doggett voiceover. Yes, a Doggett voiceover. Oh, I know. Vo- this isn't Doggett. This is... um. This is that random guy. Oh, yeah. This is yeah, Josefo. Uh, this is Josefo. Yes. He is giving us his little like backstory about I how. I saw he... God in a vision in the desert. Yeah. Basically, we see that he's in. We already knew he was a military officer. We see him in the desert fighting Hussein, basically, is what he says. He's fighting him single handedly, <laughs> wrestling him. Now, this is a flashback to Iraq. Yeah. The, the first time. The uh, first time. Again, this is, you know, airing yeah. uh, in shortly after 9 11. So. Not, not pre pre reinvasion yes but um operation yeah we basically see, see him and his entire unit taken out and he's left alive kind of staring up at the sky and he sees these four like soldiers just yeah. like come blaring through and take out the entire like iraqi force that was against them right it's done off screen but they essentially like march in robotically if you will yes take them all out and then just leave again and he basically thinks this is like him seeing not i don't want to say aliens but like another being right. you know that he sees as like they were in the shape of men he says this is why he believes in the god before gods yes. is what he refers it to so yeah this is Assumingly another version of the super soldier. I guess this comes... Like the first one, I guess. Well, I don't know because I'm trying to remember when Doggett was in... Because Doggett served, right, with like Noel and served yes. with, with, um, with Lucy Lawless. And I'm trying to remember if that came after the Gulf War or if this is another part of the Gulf War. Let's not try to timey-wimey it because okay. I don't think they're trying. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I'll, I'll be frustrated less with that. But I'm more frustrated, of course, with I think we're now like three for three on this of the yeah. cold open into the credits into a previously. I know on. you had a fit about that. What? Why? Did I, I could understand? I don't know I guess, what to tell you. But like at the same time, just put the previously on and then the cold open. That's all you need to do. I wouldn't get upset about it. it happened a really long time ago. Uh, I'm gonna go back in time. Okay. And I'm gonna <laughs> kick that executive's ass who decided um, to do it. it. Gives you a moment to like collect yourself. I guess so. And if you need to <laughs> recap after your mind was blown. Uh, um, yeah okay this is what happened last time so now we get like sort of another 
meeting with Brad, right? Where Brad's well, like, yeah, all right, so everybody, this is like, we got to find whoever yeah. kidnapped this boy. And Scully is like very distrustful of the of the Brad. And she's also super... Of the Brad. <laughs> well, the Brad, the Kirsch, all that. She's also super distrustful of Skinner, which I hate this vibe. And really, it's something we get a lot, right? It, Especially this when- entire episode, she's super distrustful of Skinner. And like, I get it, you know, maybe in the past, but like he was nothing but a supporter of her for yeah. the past like three seasons yeah he hasn't done anything as of late in my opinion to i mean maybe there's some episodes in here that you miss that he has done some like more like i'm gonna play the fbi game but but, like remember when he you know basically told told uh, Crycheck to f off when yeah like give me scully's baby he's on their side so the fact that he's doing this and she's distrustful of him is super annoying to me it's this idea of like oh you're just one of them so i can't trust you but yeah this is going to be scully's entire mo this episode yeah don't trust anyone i guess because my baby's being kidnapped and i don't like anyone in the fbi except for talking in reyes well and they're also so they're doing an investigation but she basically is like no i don't think this investigation is good enough i'm gonna do my own investigation again very much out of the molder playbook (laughs) And so Reyes and Malone Gummin are going to be her, like, right-hand buddies for that. Yeah, because Doggett is a little out of commission. Like we said, he is in a coma. He's in a coma. Um, And basically throughout their, I guess, investigations, Kelly, I mean, just to jump right to it, says that he's been taken by a UFO. Yeah. And and we do see for a second that... Oh, the UFO cult. Sorry, I just said UFO. (laughs) I mean, like, it'll maybe happen soon. Uh, But we do see, actually, that the UFO that they have been, like, slowly excavating begins to start to operate, right? Like, the little rolling gigs begin to swirl. And then these two men fall inside. They're like, oh, all right. Well, sorry, <laughs> Beavis and Butthead. Um, but yeah, she basically discovers he's been taken by this UFO call and that he's destined to become the savior of all mankind, but only if Mulder is still alive, which is why the, this guy was trying to kill Mulder and William, um, because it's going to end up with him. William is going to be the leader of the aliens, which will take over mankind. Right. So it was like he was preventing. Again, it was a very much it's a Terminator. all super confusing. It's very much, again, a Terminator John Connor thing, right? Like we are yeah. killing the leader of the resistance. In this case, the resistance being the aliens. Yes, exactly. And the idea is that the aliens will save mankind, but that's not what mankind thinks. And I don't know. It's all very much so like um, in the last inning, throwing a lot of more of this mythology at us that yeah. won't matter. So d- let's get to the moments leading up to that, though, because so you had asked this question uh, luckily, I don't think you and I have been spent a lot of time in hospitals outside of Asher's birth the past few years that we don't uh, know yes. the the idea of the uh, advent of the hospital chapel. Yeah, I mean, I've seen this in a lot of television, but I don't remember it even being in the hospital we were in. I imagine it's, it still exists in hospitals that but, were built a long time ago. Yeah, but I do wonder if it's more non-denominational now, yeah. you know? Like prayer space yeah, or something. Almost like the final scene of Lost where it's like yeah. all the sigils are on the wall. Yeah, and I mean, there's like a lot of there's a lot of places that have prayer rooms that they don't specify, but it's you know obviously because in Islam, you know the culture or the religion of Islam, you need to be praying five times a day. So there's you know public spaces that have prayer rooms, but you know they're not going to say like this is only for people that need to pray five times. You know, like so I imagine nowadays they're just called something different, but they probably still exist. But it's an interesting setting for. But this is like a straight up chapel. It's got a big old cross, stained glass, and everything. (laughs) And this is where we have another tête-à-tête between. Brad yes. and Reyes here where Brad has the really smooth line you know maybe when you're lost you can knock on the door with the porch light on <laughs> I liked that line okay, actually bang me Reyes bang me no I think he I mean I actually think that what he was saying was valid like he's like when you're lost like maybe just go to the house with the light on you mm-hmm. know like take a chance on somebody who's like it, you know you don't need to be searching in the dark when there's something right here for you to like investigate but but he's that being said he's still a douche he's uh, a douche but we are going to see a little bit of a redemption for him by the end of the episode yeah he has a little bit of his own moment with kirsch right where he's like i want answers well because he i think this entire time he is just thinks that he's just doing his job like yeah. i don't think there's a malicious aspect to what brad is I mean, doing a little bit i think he doesn't mm- like dog it i wouldn't say sure. malicious though i would say just like douchey you know, so mm-hmm. he's just like he's a douchey FBI agent for him. It's like this is all bullshit. This alien stuff is such a pain in the ass because it's not real. And like, you know, kind of just is trying to do his best and, um, you know, maybe likes ruffling feathers along the way, but isn't like trying to take over the world. You know, <laughs> he also reveals here, Reyes, you're not nearly as smooth as you think you are. 
like we know what you're doing we know you went off the table yes here. yeah well that's the other thing is like he's you know he comes in kind of pretending to be on our side and then he's just like what were you thinking um we're the fbi yeah um and he basically says uh that you know he fulmer his name is brett fulmer um says that the lone gunmen are like gonna identify who took the baby like mm-hmm. that's where their investigation is so, so they know who it is now but we should also mention right now the comer coma is uh temporarily brought out as like he scrawled something on a pad and it just says oh, jacket yes. yeah yeah so the the fbi agent that's in a coma uh or that's like on a ventilator it says jacket and yeah. basically fulmer who does he give this to so he gives it to he gives it to reyes who i think gives it to yes. scully and scully's like oh yeah i took something from his jacket oh well no so he tells reyes like i will give you this i'll give you this if you um like, sleep with me no well maybe but also like get scully to tell us what it means and reyes like goes to scully gives her it and scully's like if i don't tell you then you haven't broken your promise peace out but then she ends up telling her anyway and they go find the jacket and they find yeah. the they realize it's the artifact i just like the implementation of the scene so much because we don't see the message for a long time and they're like what does it mean yeah. i don't know and so i thought it was like some i don't know something in morse code or like yeah some no, no it just says jacket it just says jacket underline <laughs> like, oh, I wonder not what only could- did he have time to write jacket but he had time to underline but it's like i i what could that possibly mean jack cat i've never heard i know it's wild that they didn't think like oh maybe he was wearing a jacket (laughs) oh go check his jacket at his house like very very silly um but i guess they already know that like the whole situation is like muddled anyway they you know scully's probably the only one who's gonna know what it means but like you said so scully and reyes bring comer out of the coma where this is when he right because they they do this by giving putting the artifact on him (laughs) but just just put it on him this is what people think like the like jewels do crystals crystals yeah healing crystals yeah i don't know why i said jewels yeah i don't know either (laughs) i was like the jewels just put a necklace on your on yourself and your maladies will be cured that'd be amazing but i don't think so not even sure about the crystal side of things and this is when comer does the expo dump right the whole thing about the miracle child yeah and he basically said she's like why did you do this like what's your fucking deal why are you trying to kill my son and he's just like oh your son um is he has to die because if he doesn't die the aliens are going to take over right so it's this idea of like it's your son or the human race what do you pick yeah she's like i pick my son get so out of here <laughs> they leave the room uh and they're and, you know they're also very hesitant right scully's like oh yeah. pluck his devices immediately so right because they were on. making a lot of beeps because something was happening to him and eventually his he's, he's like stabilizes he, he stabilizes right before they unplug everything which will be important later but and we um, should also mention as they run out in runs the yes. toothpick man again maybe i wasn't paying enough close attention to alan dale i did not see a toothpick on this man me neither maybe it was like i forget but i think he had one in the previous episode and that's why they called him toothpick man but i was just i don't know give him something else well and give so, him like bowling shoes i don't well, know Well, the thing is he was meant to replace a cigarette smoking man oh, of course yeah. but if you're gonna call him the toothpick man he needs to literally have a toothpick in his mouth every second that you see him yeah because otherwise like you're giving him a name based on that one thing he did that one time yes, exactly um we also have to note that the what comer says when he comes out of the coma is that um, Josefo believes that there is a physical manifestation of God in the spaceship. Mm. That's his deal. Yes. And we're about to arrive at hopefully, you the know, prophecy. Al Capone's vault, vault being open here, proverbially as yes. overcoat lady finally brings William to Canada. Uh, and as they, you know, William shows up, it just sort of like opens or it's like a beep beep and yeah. it just opens back up. And those two guys that were in there are just charred to bits. Yeah. yeah. Sucks for them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess it's like, uh, what I expected. I don't know about you, but I expected that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I expected probably much more like them just to be vaporized into ash. Uh, unfortunately, someone who suffers a, a death, but not in a similar way, is poor Comer. Yes. It turns out that, you know, hey, if you turned your back and this shady guy walked in, uh, he's going to die. Yeah. So, like, the they, you know, they ask Scully and Reyes to leave the room. And Comer is, like, alone with this guy with the toothpick man. And, like, he's dead. So, like, yeah. obviously. He and Reyes him. goes, bananas. Yeah. She's, she's like, like she's, she starts, you killed him. Yeah, she accuses the nurse at first. The nurse is like, I don't know what you're talking she's about. She's like, what did you do? What I'm did just you an do? extra from Providence. Yes. Uh, and then she turns to the toothpick man. It's like, you did this. You're the one. 
Yeah, so um, you know, Scully is going to visit Doggett um, because Doggett has uh, woken up. Well, she's a. Uh- She's going to pray over him at this instant, though, right? Yeah, but he basically, she's praying over him, and then he, like, answers her. Yeah, he's like, oh, what's uh, going on? Yeah. I, I heard a voice. Yeah, and he warns, warns her not to trust these so-called cultists. Yeah, they're going to come to you, but you can't trust them. So, again, he's going to talk about this later. A voice talked to him in yeah. his head. It was not his own voice. It was not someone that he knew. It was just a general voice. Yeah, and later we're going to hear Reyes say, like, she was praying for him and, like, you know, whatever, faith and all that. I don't know. I, blah, this, blah, 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 blah. This could God. be another, like, Mulder became psychic for a hot second thing where, like, maybe yes, now exactly. Dog gets getting powers for getting hit by a car. I mean, I've seen weirder things on there's this been, show. There have been weirder Stephen King books, you know, that have brought on supernatural powers. Uh, so <sighs> Scully is going to now have a one-on-one with Josefo. She ends up making yes. her way up to where they are and essentially, like, demands a meeting with him. Yeah, and he's going to claim that he's, like, protecting William, that William is the savior, that there's this prophecy, blah, blah, blah. But he basically says, like, I'll give you the baby if you give me Mulder's head on a plate. Yeah, because he says, like, I have reason to believe now that there is doubts that Mulder is actually dead. And so, essentially, if you confirm for me that Mulder's dead, then I can give you your child. Exactly. Because then, again, it's this thing of, like, okay... If Mulder's still alive, then that means the prophecy can't come true. If he is, then, like, that's one domino set into motion. Yeah, it's all very confusing, um, and I feel like unnecessarily so. <laughs> Again, yeah, because I would imagine this doesn't become a huge nope. thing with so many other loose ends. I mean, we just talked about another episode that like has nothing to do with this. Well, and I think we season. talked about right at the beginning of the episode, you know Mulder's not dead because it's been confirmed that he's coming back in the season finale. So this is all just like garbage television like plot that they like forgot that they threw in there before they released that news. <laughs> Yeah, so they try to go trail Josefo, right? Like they, Josefo yeah. leaves the meeting. They He's going to return to this like yeah, wreck they met, site. They met like a third party place. And then like they have the lone gunman and then they have Reyes and Scully trying to follow them, but they lose the signal. Uh, so they, Josefo is able to show up just in time for like the big ceremony. Yeah, that the like center of the craft like opens up when William's crying. And yeah, and then like the, yeah, and takes the li- off. The lights go out and we just see a big white light shine up hatch style essentially and this is what scully and reyes see and they're like uh and we see the the spacecraft uh go away yeah the umpteen time that scully has seen a spaceship take off and when the spaceship takes off it lights the ground beneath it on fire yeah <laughs> and so all that's left because they were just set up in like a little geodesic dome tent and yeah, so it was like an excavation like tent yeah and so it's a pretty ghastly sight right scully and reyes are i mean understand- they're walking around like looking like this is like we're gonna find my dead child yeah, like there's if that again he might be charred to just ashes at this point because we just see a bunch of dead bodies assuming these were all the cult members right i don't imagine josepha was do you think he was taken in the spaceship who, who knows who cares <laughs> good way to sum it up <laughs> josepha jabayo luckily william's still there i guess maybe it's this idea of yeah it would be kind of faulty programming to be like oh your your race's savior in the form of the aliens is going to like right. easily burn up in spaceship right fuel. so we hear him crying and it's like scully finds him and it's joyous occasion um but back at the fbr headquarters um right well first we and this is where we have like a <laughs> brief, brief sojourn in the chapel oh yeah we already talked about that right that's like right. oh dog you're you're alive he's like yeah but that voice is weird maybe we'll follow up on that maybe not we'll see they're best friends. It, do you like immediately when we see the back of his head in the chapel? I was like, I know that dog it anywhere. Yeah, you knew his specific silhouette, which was odd. He has to me. very specific like elfin like ears. They like stick out in like a pointy way. <laughs> no, I'm just imagining Robert Patrick in like the Lord of the Rings. He would make a great elf. Like if you dress him upright, he's just like what's his face from the Matrix. What's yeah. that guy's name? Uh, like like Elrond. Like, yeah, what's uh, that guy's name? Uh, what's his name? Oh God, people are going crazy right now. I was gonna say Lee Pace, but it's it's not Lee Pace. Um, Hugo Weaving. Yes, I was like Hugh something. But just, now I'm just imagining though with his like weird New York S accent. Well, we know that's not his real accent. Yeah, though. but imagine it'd be like, Arwen, oh, what are you doing? <laughs> Don't be with Aragorn. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Get me a hot dog. It's uh, great. <laughs> so now, like you said, we cut back to Kirsch's office, and this is like, like you said, Brad's pseudo redemption moment, right? Because he basically Kirsch has this file, and he. Uh, Brad is like, hey, um, 
is that the file on the case? You know, and, and Kirsch is like, oh, well, you signed off on it. Yeah. And Brad's like, I'm a little concerned, though, because, I mean, they were right with the ravings. We did check the monitors and, you know, he did indeed, like, seem to come back to life before he died. And Kirsch basically gives that spiel, right, of like, don't poke your nose in this business. Yeah. I mean, you're, yeah. You're not going to get the answers. You know, you're bockered off the wrong tree with me. Uh, so, again, you know, Kirsch apparently was a pseudo good guy with Mulder, but like a tiger can't change his stripes too much. Um. Yeah, I think that he's also just like, okay, backing off now. Like, <laughs> And so uh, Brad hands off the file, and then yes. Kirsch hands off the file to, like you said, very Cigarette Smoky Man, right? Yeah. That like this was, Cigarette Smoky Man was always hanging out in Skinner or yeah. Blevins' office. Here he is now. He has an X-File in his hands. Assuming, oh, also he's a super soldier. Yes. <laughs> Freaking Charles Winmore is a super soldier. <laughs> Just side note, he's a super soldier. <laughs> Not Penny's UFO. Not Penny's UFO. I'm, I, I'm very sure I've made that joke several times I'm over, but sure. it feels most applicable You now. made it to me, but I don't think you made it on the podcast yet, so yeah, congrats. Yeah, I, I, I think I yelled, what about Penny? <laughs> <laughs> I think you said that to me also. Yeah, that's when I yelled that at when we were watching oh, the episode. Oh, yeah, yeah, Um A funny quote that I read about Robert Patrick, uh, he basically said about the plot and the series you know, at this point, he was like, um, the baby's the Messiah. I don't understand any of it. I'm I'm Episcopalian. I don't get it. I, I really love this idea that Robert Patrick initially signed on being like, all right, this is post-Terminator 2. Like, yeah, this would be yeah. the lead on the show. This is interesting. And then the it, baby's the Messiah. I don't understand any of it. I'm Episcopalian. I don't get it. It's really this idea right at the end. He's like, I don't know what they're doing nowadays. Oh, I just, it's And all... also Carter wrote this episode. Chris Carter wrote this episode because like nobody was ever selected to do it. And he was just like, okay, I'll do it. And he wrote like parts of it, you know, while it was being filmed and the cast and crew. Sounds like a bit of a rush job. Yeah. Yeah. But I do think like he, you know, they were all happy with his direction of it as well. But yeah, but this, uh, this makes sense. Again, going back to Lost, like Damon Lindelof and Carlton Cuse always wrote what they felt were probably some of the most important episodes. Some of them were not very good. Yeah. Uh, And so I can imagine this in the case, Chris Carter's like, this is super important. I don't want anyone else to bungle it. That being said, it was the actual material itself to Robert Patrick's point did not necessarily support whatever quality might have come out of it. Well, yeah. And they also, there was a huge, huge production element to this episode because they actually built this spacecraft and buried it in the ground in Simi Valley, California. Oh, so it wasn't like two feet deep? No. Th- well, I mean, maybe it was, but it was life size and it wasn't in the studio. It was like out in the desert and, um, you know, usually they would have built like just a portion of it and buried it in the ground. Um, and then like filled in the rest or, or with like a model, like on Star mm-hmm. Trek, like a scale model. But apparently they just wanted um, everything to be practical with the ship, apart from obviously it taking off. Um, I mean, it's the final season. Spare no expense, I suppose. Yeah, but maybe they spared some expense in the writing of the script. Yeah, you just can imagine like the production people, right? The art department hearing. Yeah. Like, wait, we have to we have to make another spaceship that we're burying in the ground again. Yeah. And it, I mean, obviously this was like. You know, it's all very much so centered at this mythology of like what's going on with Mulder and what's going on with this baby. Um, and it's hard because Mulder's not on the show. Right. <laughs> so, so that's the thing. Is and that the baby's a baby. I know that we're showing some judgment towards this. Understandably yeah. so. But like at the same time, I could understand the swings that they're making. I just think to echo a point that we made at the very beginning of this podcast, it was a lot to bring in at the 11th hour between this new discovery about William between this, this right. new you would idea think of a that prophecy. They'd be, you'd be think that they would be trying to wind things down and That's it like, it, yeah. and it is sort of, I think they're aware at this point that this is the last season. So like, I don't know. It just seems like a lot to be, so it's like all same same as far as like and, establishing new arc stuff and then also bringing in these new characters right in the form of the toothpick man of okay here's our new big bad like you said in the very beginning it was echoing similar plots so it didn't feel terribly original but the stuff that did feel original in the form of that prophecy didn't feel great so it's, it's <laughs> sort of like a bad combination yeah and then it's like you can't you can't make a prophecy that's going to drive your entire end of your series around two characters that one is not on the show currently mm-hmm. and the other one is in fact an infant <laughs> so it's hard to like i mean it's very much so harry potter like but at, it's like they start and then they fast forward to when he's 11 like yeah. <laughs> you know so i i just think it's it's challenging as a fan of the show to watch this season because you're almost just waiting for the finale yeah you know, you're again, just kind of waiting for that resolution to happen and 
I don't want to give too many spoilers, but it's not a not I don't want to say not a great resolution, but there's not like a ton of resolution that actually happens. Interesting. Which is why I think they do come back for a 10 and 11, um, which happened recently, because I do think there was a lot of clamor for just a little bit more investigation on some of this stuff that was established in this season. And it doesn't help when you introduce more things in season nine as well. Well, that's what I'm saying that people wanted resolution on a lot of this stuff like the William, the the super soldiers like all of it you know they wanted there were things that were resolved like we saw the lone gunman they're done they're gone but you know you can't introduce a baby that has superpowers and then i mean you'll see what happens with the next couple episodes but like there's only so much you can do in you know a season of a show speaking of the next couple of episodes so yeah this is when we're going to start in just our madcap dash to the end uh next week is just episode 16 and 17 william and release so I'm imagining that the first one is going to focus on that baby again. Uh, yeah, it's going to focus on the baby. Um, I won't say more than that. Okay. Um, and then I think release. What did we talk about? We're talking. Oh, this about is re- the. Yeah. Uh, you said this, this is was, the Doggett one. Yeah, right? this is this is going to. If, if if we talk about loose ends being tied up, this does the one on Doggett's son to an extent. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's uh, it's it's all about um, you know, a reopening of the homicide case on Doggett's son Luke. So. And then, you know, we're kind of going to mad dash to the final two episodes after that. Luke, I'm your father. <laughs> Debbie of Robert Patrick. I'm Episcopalian. I'm a, your Episcopalian father. I don't get it. <laughs> I know I'm not a Jedi. I don't study in no temple. Yeah, I'm not imagining Robert Patrick in Star Wars and hearing like about all the midichlorians and stuff being like, I don't get it. I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I'm a It doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> That's going to be my excuse from now on. If I don't understand something, it's going to be, a, I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand. I'm, I'm Episcopalian. Uh, speaking of, you know, other shows and other things that uh, mythical things and prophecies coming about, Angela and I are, of course, talking about The Witcher, which is also coming to its close. This coming week, we're doing the season two finale. Uh, so if you're a fan of that show, or if you're into checking it out, we have recaps of basically the entire season up at this point, as well as all the other stuff we have going on on postshowrecaps.com. Oh, who should we spook? Who should we spook tonight? Mm, Josepha. Yeah, Josepha's... I'm going to put Josepha in the first episode, and in the second episode, I'm going to say... Overcoat to- Lady. Toothpick Man. Oh, yeah. No, I would go with Josepha and Overcoat Woman. I'd go with Josepha and Toothpick Man just because of... Tra- just Man. because of Alec Dale doing an American accent. I also just hated the Overcoat Woman. I was really just not happy. Yeah, her. she was not a very nice person. Yeah, not at all. <laughs> not, not, not a nice person kidnapping that child. No. So... You know what to do if you have feedback. Bloom files at postshowrecaps.com, X files at postshowrecaps.com. Tweet us at Anchpalaji, at a Mike Bloom type, at postshowrecaps, etc., etc. We've been doing this for over a year at this point. You know the spiel, and we're almost at the end. And we are not leaving anything open for the questions I'm imagining, uh, except for whether or not. I mean, I guess we'll talk about it, what we're going to do with 10 and 11 and, and how we're going to go over that. Because... But, that ain't, but that question will be answered in the next couple of weeks. Yes. We will not, uh, you know, leave it open being like, oh, they never answered whether or not they cover 10 and 11 or who likes grandma got run over by a reindeer better. It's definitely me. Yeah, I'm not even listening to you anymore. Yeah. OK, well, that just shows you probably actually have it already playing in your head at this moment. That's how much you love the song. Boo. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> All right. Well, on that resounding boo from my own wife, uh, that's going to do it for this week on the Bloom Files. Next week, episodes 16 and 17, William and release. Until then, case closed. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.